You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The battle in San Francisco. Woo! Three and a half quarters of complete and utter garbage for the Clippers, but they pull it out in the end. 130-125. Uh, the first time in 10 games between these two teams that the road team has won, but it did not feel like that was going to be the outcome for the majority of this game. Wow. A big win for the Clippers, uh, going into the all-star break. I'm Pete Fox. Thank you for joining me here on the locked on Clippers postcast. I've been covering sports in LA since 2007 for ESPN radio and ESPN LA along with NBC Sports Radio. You can check us out on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and of course listen on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Kawhi Leonard out in this one tonight. Amir Coffey got the start. Clippers coming off a loss, of course, a couple of nights ago where they got smacked in the mouth by the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Warriors came into this one riding a five game winning streak. So We knew it wasn't going to be easy, especially when Steph Curry is on the other team. Uh, As for Kawhi's absence, it was due to an abductor strain, which is part of the reason he didn't play much in the fourth quarter against the T-Wolves, which um, I don't know that it would have mattered much. (laughs) The T-Wolves won that game going away. So they got him out of there early, and uh, he had his uh, night off tonight to let his abductor heal. For those of you wondering what an abductor is, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with your hip. I don't think it is a big deal. Uh, Hopefully the time off will be meaningful to Kawhi along with the rest of this team. Last time out uh, against the Warriors, James Harden had a big night, 28 points, 15 assists, and uh, the Clippers were 2-2 and going into this one without Kawhi Leonard. So uh, you felt like, you know, with their firepower, it wasn't going to be that big of a deal especially knowing that Paul George has kind of gotten things going a little bit of late. And of course, James Harden has been playing very well. He did get off to a good start. Harden, he's playing well early, right out of the gate, hit his first couple of threes. Uh, But Terrence Mann was struggling. PG was working well off the screen, scoring baskets. He started to play really well or continued to play really well uh, early on. So you felt like, hey, this is going to be okay. But then Coffee got into foul trouble and there was very little ball movement. They were just low energy and it was just sloppy. It didn't look good. That being said, they were only down seven after the first quarter, 30 to 23. On to the second quarter, more just struggling. Everything was bad. Passing, uh, rebounding, shooting. They just missed so many shots. The Warriors gave them so many opportunities. And I, I, I think if, if I'm the Warriors, I'm really, really frustrated that we didn't win this game, right? Because the Clippers were down and out for the entire game. <laughs> I just, I, I know the fourth quarter was great. It was exciting. Uh, of course, all about Norm Powell making threes down the stretch. They showed a stat that Norm Powell is, I think, the best fourth quarter free throw, um, three-point shooter in the game or his his stat line, his percentage is way up there, top five or something. And he proved that tonight. He made four clutch threes down the stretch that got the Clippers this win. And they were in a row. He didn't miss any of them. He was right on point. So they just kept grinding and grinding and grinding. And lo and behold, 
things started to turn their way because the Warriors just didn't put their foot on the throat. They didn't take advantage of the Clippers missing all these. There was one point in time in the second where the Clippers missed four opportunities. James Harden had an air ball. Russell Westbrook missed badly as per usual. Boston a miss. And that, that wasn't the first or the last time in the game that they did that. He did it in the fourth quarter too, which caused this whole rift to get Ty Lue ejected. Plumlee sh- probably should have been ejected, but wasn't. That whole sequence where Plumlee was frustrated, he hacked that guy, what was his name, that was making all the threes, Podzemski, uh, Pods, uh, Pods, that guy just was on fire tonight, 9 of 12 from the field and 5 of 5 from beyond the arc uh, and got a rebound off of a play where the ball was bouncing around. The Clippers kept missing. Plumley got the rebound, got stripped from him. He thought he was fouled. Podzemski ends up with the ball and, and Plumley hacks him badly. And Ty Lue was mad because he thought that Draymond should have gotten the foul. And uh, so Ty Lue said a few choice words, got ejected. They then reviewed the whole sequence, which everyone thought, especially in San Francisco, that Mason Plumlee should be kicked out of this game. I mean, we looked at it and said, yeah, he's got to be gone. But he wasn't, right? No ejection. So that was kind of a wake-up call for the Clippers and they really felt like they came out of that one on the plus side of things, especially after, uh, I, I know I'm not saying it right, but Podzemski missed both of the technical free throws for the Warriors. So another lifeline to the Clippers. And from there, really, that's where everything kind of turned around. They were offsetting technical fouls. So the Clippers saved another one there, which was weird. The one thing that was weird about that, it erased the technical against Ty Lu but I don't think he got to come back in the game. I'm pretty sure he was still ejected, even though the technical was erased. So at that point, uh, Plumlee stayed in the game, which I couldn't understand. I was like, where's Zubats? Zubats was playing fantastic, and they're keeping Plumlee out there. Uh, I was chatting with a, a viewer a couple of days ago who was uh, of the mindset that the Clippers need to get rid of Plumlee because they have just too many bigs and they could keep uh, Zubats and Daniel Tice, and that would be enough. I don't know about that. I, I don't necessarily agree. I agree with the standpoint of maybe the Clips have too many big men, so it's hard to get them all minutes, and Daniel Tice hasn't played a lot lately. Uh, Mason Plumlee has three of six tonight for eight points, but Zubats had a great game. I don't know why Zubats wasn't in there in the fourth quarter. Ultimately, it didn't matter. Uh, he did get in there in the final three to four minutes, which is really crunch time for the Clippers, right around the time that uh, Harden started burying threes and Norm Powell went on his run where he hit four in a row. So Zubats was in there when he needed to be. And again, he had a big night for me. Uh, I thought he was so clutch during some of these periods of time in the third quarter when the Clippers couldn't do anything right. Of course, as per usual, coming out of the break, they were much better in the third than they were in the second. But even still, when they seem to be tired and listless and in need of some um, Vita Vita Vegemin, uh, that's an I Love Lucy reference for you youngsters. Uh, but they were they were out of it. Uh, Zubats made clutch baskets that kind of just stemmed the tide a little bit, that kind of kept them hanging around. So uh, I thought he was very valuable to them tonight. Five of seven, three of four from the line. He had 10 rebounds. 
and 13 points. So a uh, very, very important minutes and scoring from Ivica Zubats. Paul George played well. Again, he was 8 of 17 in the absence of Kawhi Leonard, but 1 of 7 from beyond the arc had 24 points, which included 5 rebounds and 5 assists. So they they somehow figured out a way. They just kept grinding in spite of the Warriors hitting big threes, Podzemski hitting them, and of course Steph Curry, 15 of 31 for Curry, 9 of 19 from beyond the arc, finishing the night with 41. I mean, he was just classic curry you know and as much as you hate the warriors as a socal fan it's really i've said this for years it's really really hard to hate steph curry he's just so fun to watch because he's so damn smooth and so good at this game again he finished with 41 but the clippers hold on coming from behind playing for three and a half quarters complete garbage they win it in the fourth um 130 125 we'll get to the bucket list and break it down a little bit more right after this all right with the new year here and off and rolling we are always trying to get healthier i think we always want to eat better especially right after the holidays and I know that's kind of long gone, but the Super Bowl is just in our rear view mirror. And I know we were not eating and uh, drinking the right things on Super Bowl Sunday. So as you move through uh, into the spring, when you got to get ready for uh, bikini weather or bathing suit weather, <laughs> I don't wear bikinis, uh, but that's the, the technical term for uh, spring and summer is bikini weather. Uh, you need to figure out a way to get healthier. So one of the ways to do that is to go to Hungry Root. Makes it easier for everyone to eat healthier. They support all of the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, and low-carb. Many customers find that they even save money on groceries with Hungry Root versus going to the store, as well as eating out and less and avoiding expensive delivery from restaurants. Hungry Root is the easiest way to eat fresh, high-quality food it, which is delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one. So you get the food from them and then they give you recipe ideas uh, to take the food and cook it. So that's very, very helpful. You don't get just a box of food, you get the recipes. And uh, that is really, to me, the most important part. Having done these food delivery services plenty of times, the thing that is the most valuable is giving you the food ideas, like what to cook. A lot of times you have plenty of food, but you don't know what to make with it. So Hungry Root will recommend recipes and grocery, get you the groceries based on your taste. They take your suggestions and choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, and much more. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. That's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use the link so they know we sent you. All right. Clippers, a 130-125 come-from-behind win, digging it out of the dirt, as Brian Seaman likes to say, which he didn't say tonight a whole lot, which I thought was weird. Uh, 
he usually anytime the Clippers battle like this, uh, he's always throwing that term out there, digging it out of the dirt, which really th- tonight is exactly what it felt like. 131-25, a huge fourth quarter, outscoring the Warriors 44-28. Going into the fourth, the Warriors led 97-86. Clippers kept chipping away. They kept grinding. Uh, Terrence Mann, a buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter, which was huge. Uh, you know, to get them to just momentum to keep it flowing. Uh, in the third quarter, Westbrook was garbage. <laughs> I mean, he was just terrible. Or as um, Charles Barkley likes to say, he was terrible. He was awful. I mean, there were so many things that he did tonight that were just frustrating as heck. You're like, come on, Russ, air balls, bad passes, turnovers, missing rebounds. But then, Started making clutch baskets in the fourth. I had him in my prize picks tonight. Uh, I think I cashed, but the uh, the live number was not keeping things up to date. So I had Paul George to go over three assists. He had four. I had Russell Westbrook points, rebounds, and assists at 24. I think he finished with 26 or 27 in that department. Uh, let's see here. Five. Five rebounds, six assists. That's 11 plus 15 points. That is 26. So that's a winner. And then it beats the Zubats to go above 10 points. He had 13. So, and then I had a, a flex. Three out of four was all I needed to cash. So the fourth one was Steph Curry and James Harden comboed with assists. Let's see how that one turned out in the end. So... Harden had only seven assists because he had zero in the first half. Like, what's that all about? I, I just come on, dude. That, that's not your game right now. Uh, although he was fantastic tonight, I I could have used at least a couple of assists in the first half. He had none. He was just shooting all day long. Fortunately, he made a fair amount of them. But uh, you know, most of the I, I think all of those seven assists came in the second half, which was crazy. As for Steph Curry's assists, he had five. So seven and five is 12 and that's two and a half under the number, but three out of four in this particular situation cashes for me, uh, which was fun all in all. Uh, it made the game a little bit more interesting, but, uh, I wish I would have gotten on Norm Powell. <laughs> I don't even know that his number was available tonight, but he was so clutch. All right, let's get to the bucket list, uh, for tonight's Clipper win over the Warriors. One thirty-five. One, I'm sorry, 130, 125. Uh, in at number five, Norm Powell. I, I could have made this whole thing five to one about Norm Powell shots tonight, but uh, I didn't. And consequently, uh, I have a couple other guys mixed in, but also more than five. Uh, Norm Powell's action in the, in the late in the fourth quarter is classified all as one shot. <laughs> so in at number five, Norm Powell had a layup. The four-minute mark of the second, uh, it came off of a beautiful assist from Russ. It drew the Clippers to within 4-47-43. But, unfortunately, part of that garbage that the Clippers played tonight on defense, uh, right after that, they allowed the Warriors to go on a 9-0 run. So they had to grind back from that. Both teams tonight went on big runs. Uh, In at number four, Harden had a three 
with the uh, final seconds, two seconds of the first half to make it a seven-point ball game. 59-52 was part of an 8-0 run for the Clippers as they answered late in the uh, second quarter there. On to the third bucket of the night in the bucket list, Paul George had a layup off of a beautiful Harden assist. As I said, it took him a while to get going with the assists. It was his first assist in the third. Uh, It made it 59-54. Uh, number two bucket of the night, a hardened three at the 450 mark of the third drew the Clippers to within six as they just kept hanging around down 77, 71 at that point. There were so many times through this game where you're like, the Clippers should be down by 17, 20, and they weren't the worst it got was 15 and only 14 in the second half, the Warriors just let them hang around way too much. And then Norm Powell took over in the fourth. So our number one bucket of the night were four consecutive threes from Norm Powell. The first one came at the 703 mark. It brought the Clippers to within two, 106, 104. Then at the 536 mark, Norm Powell hit a three to give the Clippers their first lead late in this game, 111, 108. He had another three a couple of minutes later at the 318 mark to make it 116-115 as the Warriors answered back with a Curry three. Then Norm Powell hit another one at the 220 mark. That was basically the dagger, 121-115 at that point, and uh, the Clippers never trailed again. But as I said, they did trail by as many as 15 throughout the night, and uh, they trailed by 14 in the second half, but they just it never got worse than that. Uh, in spite of getting frustrated with the entire thing, the way they were playing, of course, Draymond was being Draymond. Uh, call him all the names in the book that you want. They're all appropriate and accurate. Uh, for me, since we're trying to be uh, PG here, I'm going to go with unlikable and jerk store and cocky and arrogant and hateable and just, he, you know, He's just such a jerk. I can't get past it. And it's not like off of the court. He's cool. He's not. He's an a-hole then too. He's just always a jerk. Always. And there was one part of the game today where he got smacked in the face by Zoo or somebody. And he fell to the ground and laid there for, I don't know, a good minute of play. They went up and back and up and back and he's still laying on the floor and the Clippers are playing at five on four. I was like, look at this. He's just laying there, you know, soaking it up. (laughs) Come on, dude. You're not that hurt. You're not bleeding like Norm Powell was a couple of nights ago or whatever, a couple of games ago. So he just laying there, you know, just trying to be a drama queen. It's just unbelievable how much I dislike that guy. But then again, being a SoCal native, I dislike almost everything from NoCal, right? It doesn't really matter what it is. The only thing I like from NoCal, really, honestly, is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson a little bit because I worked with his dad for many years at ESPN. So those two guys are very cool, very down to earth, very, very likable. But beyond that, uh, there's not much from NoCal that we like. You know, uh, my colleague here at Locked On that does. Uh, Locked on Warriors postcast. Uh, we were talking on a chat the other day and started cracking on the Dodgers, who I'll be covering uh, this season as well. And he said something to the effect of, you know, I said, well, what's going to happen when Clippers are in the playoffs and the Dodgers are playing early in the season? I'm probably going to have to miss some Dodger games to cover the Clippers. And his response was, you can miss all the Dodger games as far as I'm concerned. And my response was, 
Oh, sorry about your Niners. <laughs> so, and of course he hung his head in shame. All right. Uh, well, one more break and then we will come back and wrap it up and get to uh, our superlatives for the night as well. A superb victory for the Clippers to wrap up the unofficial first half of the season, heading into the all-star break one thirty. 125 and thank you for watching us on the locked on sports la youtube channel and listening on the locked on clippers podcast feed don't forget to check out darian uh tomorrow with the locked on clippers podcast uh to get his reaction to tonight's game as well tonight's show brought to you in part by ebay motors you know i'm a big fan of ebay motors Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle at a level that is peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. I personally have purchased uh, many, many brake kits on eBay Motors and done the uh, the brakes and the rotors and the whole thing. Uh, and for those of you that think that's uh, challenging and tough and you know like beyond your pay grade, it's really not. eBay gives you such a great deal on things like brakes. You should be doing it yourself because it saves you a ton of money. They have 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. More than anything, it's going to fit. You know it's going to be the right fit because it's guaranteed to fit your car every time or you get your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com and save tons of money doing it. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Clippers, uh, keep it rolling. Get back on track, if you will. I feel like this is a huge win for them. I think this is going to propel them into the second half post all-star break portion of the season rather well. Uh, I've seen some comments uh, through our last few podcasts or postcasts rather that you guys feel like the Clippers are really, really tired. And that Grammy road trip where they went six and one really, really took it out of them. And I, I, tend to agree. I feel like I was potentially overlooking how tired this team is and how gassed they are uh, trying to say, you know, hey, they're deep. So I don't know that it really matters that much when you've got that much talent and you've got three to four guys coming off the bench like Norm Powell who can fill it up with regularity. But the bottom line is they're gassed. They're tired. They are really going to take advantage of this break. I don't think we're back at it again for a whole week. So the all-star break is seven games. Uh, but that being said, or seven days rather, that being said, when the Clippers return, all the teams that they're battling the top of the West with, like the T-Wolves and the Thunder, the Nuggets, the Clippers have by far the toughest schedule of all of those teams moving towards the end of the season. So it's not going to be an easy road to hoe for them, but I think they're up for the task. And I really feel like this win is going to be super meaningful for them because they played like garbage for three and a half quarters, just loafing, not doing any of the things that have been working for them. Low energy, you know, even when Westbrook came in, he was, low energy. And that's nearly impossible to get Russell Westbrook to calm down. 
But tonight he was just out of gas. He was basically saving it up along with the rest of the guys for the fourth quarter, apparently, because in the fourth quarter, they turned it on and got it going. And even Westbrook, who was just terrible for a good portion of the night, was making clutch baskets, clutch shots, rebounds, turnovers, etc. He finished the night uh, going six of 14 uh, in 31 minutes, 0 for three from beyond the arc. And I don't even think he hit iron during those three shots. Uh, he finished with 15, six assists, five rebounds. So all in all, <laughs> great stat line considering the first three quarters were utterly terrible, terrible, but the, he wasn't alone. I, I mean, the, the, Paul George was probably the one guy that, that really had it working in the first half. Uh, James Harden was okay. You know, seven of 12 on the night. Of course that's over 50%, four of nine from beyond the arc. Most of those came in the second half. So they came out of the break and evidently got a little bit of a talking to, Zoo started making sure buckets. Paul George was playing a one-man game, and I don't always love that, but it was working, and his ISO game is superb. He can definitely do that when he needs to, and he had a big three-point play there uh, to make it a three-point game. It was 62-59 Warriors at that point. They definitely had more fight coming out of the break. I, my question was now, are they going to be smelling the barn here coming out of the break, or are they going to battle are they going to want to get this win and they definitely came out of the 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 halftime break feeling better with more energy um defense was better more fight but still sloppy uh they weren't running the break at all they did a couple of times and uh, jim jackson made a comment he's like see the clippers are capable of running the fast break they just don't do it all that much uh, so it's something maybe they want to incorporate a little bit more. Maybe they're, uh, not necessarily focusing on that until they get to the playoffs. I don't exactly know, but I agree that they are capable and they are good at it when they want to be, but, uh, they don't always do it. They, they, a lot of times just settle for bad looks. Uh, tonight they were doing that a lot, but early in the game, when they looked like garbage, the bad looks were going in, uh, more frequently than you would expect for just, you know, dribble down one pass and shoot it 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 kind of kept them around cuz their their shooting percentage early in the game wasn't terrible everything else was though they finished the night shooting 50% so they got it going for sure but they just didn't have any ball movement uh they they just seemed tired and lazy playing a lot of iso ball not working you know great off the screen at times it worked but it wasn't really uh, super effective for them. They only ran the break once or twice. So there wasn't a whole lot of what they normally do tonight working for them. So they, they just kind of kept battling. Um, and in the end it was enough. Uh, you know, I think the momentum from the Terrence man three at the buzzer of the end of the third quarter was huge for them. And then they had this kind of vibe in the fourth where it seemed like they had nothing to lose, but that one series where they missed four looks and Ty Lue got ejected, I thought was the end. I'm like, well, that's it right now. Plumley's out. They're giving up all these technical fouls. Ty Lue's out, uh, but it didn't turn out to be that way. It kind of turned out to be a wake up call, smelling salts, if you will. Uh, and you know, they got focused and determined because they felt like the refs were missing calls uh, against them. So I feel like that's fair to say. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Leave the comments if you like. I, I would like to know if you feel like the Clippers got a, uh, you know, were the refs were missing calls against the Clippers. Is that, uh, you know, 
home view of this game or was, was that a fair assessment? Cause it felt like the Clippers uh, got fouled a lot and uh, they didn't get called, you know, even Draymond who nobody likes, especially the referees uh, didn't get called. So I felt like the Clippers uh, were battling uh, the refs as well in this one. So all in all, when Norm Powell went off in the fourth quarter, uh, hitting four consecutive threes, finishing with five on the night, eight of 13 from the floor. He had 21 in all in 31 minutes. Uh, it was a fantastic showing and got them a much needed, very important win as they head into the all-star break, uh, looking to get rested up for the second half. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about their first opponent coming out of the break right after we do superlatives right now. Uh, first we have best smile and that would be James Harden because he hit some big threes for this team in very important times. And, uh, he kind of seemed to, you know, he's not a big smiler either, but he always has that sort of, uh, you know, half-assed grin on his face. (laughs) So, uh, there were some times where James Harden was hitting, uh, clutch shots again, seven to 12 on the night. So a pretty good shooting percentage, eight of nine from the free throw line for 26 points and a plus 13 on the plus minus. So plenty of reason for James Harden to smile. And even though you can't really see it through that big beard, he was in fact smiling and uh, a big part of the reason the Clippers won this game. Best dancer of the night was uh, Paul George because he was doing just about everything well, except shooting threes. But He had 24 points. He had five assists, five rebounds, two steals, uh, a blocked shot. His stat line was full. So he was dancing all over the floor, doing everything need be to win the game. And honorable mention on best dancer to Steph Curry for making eight threes and or nine rather and dancing after most of them. As I said, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are really the only two things from the Bay Area that I really like that and the wine. Uh, So. Uh, Steph Curry, also a very good dancer uh, after banging down those threes. And the most reliable players of the night, of course, Norm Powell for his performance in the fourth quarter, hitting four threes and finishing the night with 21 points. And Ivica Zubats was very reliable as well to me. I think he was a huge part of the reason the Clippers won this game. Important, meaningful buckets, although he didn't have a ton of them. He had 13 points and 10 boards. Five of seven from the floor in 28 minutes. Very, very important time from him. And I think this one probably would have been over a little sooner if Plumlee wasn't in there and Zoo was. So all in all, a good performance for him, a meaningful win. And to uh to dig your to dig it out of the dirt, to fight your way back and win this game for after playing like garbage for three quarters has to be a real uplifting victory, especially without Kawhi Leonard being there. So a a positive, affirming, you know, confidence boosting win for the Clippers tonight to improve to 36 and 17. They're 16 and 11 on the road. Still the best record in the NBA dating back to early December after the 130, 125 win. As I said, coming out of the break, which will be in seven days, they'll be on the road in Oklahoma to face the Thunder in Oklahoma City. So that is going to be a tough one. And the the most important part of that game is that it will uh, decide the season series between the Thunder and the Clippers. So it'll be a tiebreaker uh, moving into the playoffs if they need one. So it'll be an important game for them. But hopefully... We have to assume that they'll come out of this break all rested up and ready to go for the second half. 
Once again, thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Clippers win it, coming from behind to beat the Warriors at Chase Center in San Francisco, 130-125. Have a good night. We will talk in a week. Enjoy the All-Star break.